0: everyone. And thank you so much for tuning in today. This is going to be one of your favorite episodes if you are working towards improving your balance. I was trying to think of what episode to create and I went back to some questions that I've been receiving from my Missing Link members, from my social media followers, on my YouTube page, in the community section, TikTok, you name it. And one theme that has been coming up a lot lately Is balance. So I thought this could be a really great opportunity to break down balance and discuss things like how MS affects balance and what exercises you can be doing if you have a goal of improving your balance. And also, what things we should be considering. Should we be considering mobility aids or not? Should we be focusing only on balance exercises or also other things? There's lots of different things that are really important to consider when working on balance. So let's dive in. The big question is how does someone with MS actually improve their mobility, strength, energy, independence? The list goes on. My name is Dr. Gretchen Hawley, physical therapist and multiple sclerosis specialist. Welcome to The Missing Link Podcast. Tune in as I share the top strategies and exercises to help you gain control over your life with MS using research-driven insights and advice from top industry experts. Whether you're newly diagnosed or have had MS for over 30 years, whether you have relapsing MS or progressive MS, this podcast is for you. You're sure to feel empowered and inspired after each episode. Ready? Let's dive in. I want to start off with how MS specifically affects balance. And the reason I want to start here is because As we all know, MS is a different beast, but it's tricky because several MS symptoms can also be present in people who don't have MS. And people who don't have MS might assume that they know what you are going through or what you are feeling or what your challenges are like because they too have that symptom. For example, fatigue is a big one. They might assume that they know what your fatigue feels like because they also get really tired after a long day. And we all know that that's just not true. MS fatigue is completely different from non-MS related fatigue. And the same goes for balance. MS balance limitations are very different most of the time than non-MS related balance limitations. So I wanted to go into exactly how MS can affect your balance. And this is important because what you may learn as I run through some of these possibilities is that your balance is limited, but Not specifically due to balance itself, but because of another symptom that you have. And knowing the cause of your balance limitations is integral in treating your balance. So let me just dive into this and then it might make a little bit more sense for you. So how does MS affect balance? First and foremost, the symptoms that are present with MS can cause balance limitations like foot drop or drop foot, foot drag, foot slap, whatever you want to name it, toe scuffing. This is a symptom that is common in MS, and it's actually due to weakness in the ankle dorsiflexors or tightness in the calf muscles. But when that symptom is present, that can cause you to lose your balance because your toe might scuff the ground or you might trip more often. So, technically, it's not balance as the actual limitation. It's the foot drop that is then causing balance as the issue. So technically, to improve your balance, we should first and foremost focus on foot drop and the exercises that will improve foot drop. By the way, if that is true for you, we have several episodes on foot drop on the podcast. My favorite is an episode called Foot Drop 101. And that is episode number 101. 23. Another way that MS can affect our balance is proprioception, which is the ability to tell where your feet are, where your leg is, where your body is in space. And this is also highly correlated to sensation, which can be another symptom in MS, where maybe you don't feel your feet as much. You have hyposensitivity. Maybe there's numbness, or maybe there's hypersensitivity. You feel too much. Either way, when you have sensory changes in your feet, you're unable to feel the ground As much as you'd be able to if you didn't have those sensory changes. And if you can't feel the ground, then that is going to impact your balance. It's going to impact where you place your feet when you're walking, and you will likely feel much more unsteady. So, sensory changes combined with or separate from proprioception can also have an effect on your balance. We can also have some vestibular changes in MS, which means our inner ear system might be a little bit slower. And sometimes that can cause things like benign paroxysmal positional vertigo or BPPV, where you feel like you're kind of tipping over, you feel like you're on a cruise ship and you have jelly legs and you can't really catch yourself. That can be common in MS for some people or just the feeling of being unsteady, but it's actually an inner ear Issue that's happening, not technically balance with your muscles and your nerves. And let's not forget about fatigue. As I mentioned earlier, fatigue is a very common symptom. I would say the most common symptom in multiple sclerosis. And if you are fatigued, you might notice that your balance is worse. So balance might be a symptom and something you need to work on On its own. But if we can improve your fatigue, that might also mean that your balance improves as well. And the last point that I want to mention for how MS can affect your balance is temperature changes. For some people who have heat intolerance or cold intolerance, you might notice worsened symptoms when your core temperature changes higher or lower by at least half of a degree. And when that happens, It can affect any symptom, including balance. So I just wanted to point this out to you because some people, most people, I would say, when they feel like they want to work on their balance, they forget to do a little bit of deeper inner work to ask those questions of, but why is my balance off? And let me also just say, it might just simply be balance. You know, I always like to look for a cause because then we actually treat the cause versus the symptom and the symptom will improve because we're working on the cause. But sometimes there is no cause other than Yeah, my balance isn't great. My nerves aren't firing correctly. It's just my balance. It has nothing to do with my foot drop. It doesn't have anything to do with my vestibular system or temperature changes or sensation or fatigue. And that is absolutely possible as well. But when there is something that you can correlate it to, don't forget to work on that. And you likely will notice an improvement in your balance when you work on those things that might be causing it. Now, regardless of what's causing it, let's get into how to improve your balance, right? That's probably why you're listening to this discussion right now anyways. And before we can even get into how to improve your balance, it's really important that you ask yourself, when do I lose my balance? When do I feel unsteady? And try to answer those questions as specific as possible. Because if you don't answer them as specific as possible, and let's even say you go to a physical therapist and you say, balance isn't great. I want to work on balance. And they don't know to ask you these questions. They might give you balance exercises like the exercise where you're standing with your feet together. And maybe you're standing with your feet together on a blue foam pad or you're standing with one foot in front of the other in what's called a tandem stance, and maybe you're looking around at the same time. And those are really great orthopedic balance exercises, but nine times out of 10, they do not correlate to improved balance in day-to-day functional activities. So often when I work with clients who are doing those exercises, they'll say, Dr. Gretchen, I'm doing balance exercises but my balance still is awful, but I'm still falling, but I still feel unsteady when I'm getting dressed or when I'm getting out of bed, when I'm showering, when I'm walking. And it's because those exercises, yes, they're traditional orthopedic physical therapy balance exercises, but they're not functional. And hopefully, one thing you know by now is that when you have MS, your exercises should be functional. That is the best way to get your muscles and neural pathways to have that carryover so that any improvements you do see in strength and in balance, you will also notice in your day-to-day life. So asking yourself the question of when do you feel off balance? When do you lose your balance? When do you feel unsteady? Is it When you're reaching into your closet, is it when you're getting out of bed? Is it when you are sitting, but you have to reach for something or standing and you have to reach forward to open the door? Is it when you're walking? Is it when, is it, you know, X, Y, Z, there's, there's millions of different situations in our day-to-day life that could be an observation of when we feel off balance. It could be getting into and out of a car. It could be stair climbing. So that's the first step is when. When. When are the specific situations that you're noticing worsened balance? And then get really picky. Let's just say it's when you're walking. Okay, when is it when you're walking? Is it walking when you're in your house and outside of your house? Is it when you're walking in the middle of a room, but not when you're close to a wall or furniture, even if you're not touching? Is it when you're on one leg while walking, while the other leg is moving forward? Or is it, do you still feel unbalanced and unsteady when both feet are on the ground and you're walking? So, the more specific you can get, the better your exercises will be, and therefore, the more effective your exercises will be. So, this work that I'm asking you to do right now might feel and sound tedious but it's so important it will give you a bigger bang for your buck when it comes to doing the right exercises for you and your specific balance not the person next to you not who you were a year ago or 6 months ago but you today so once you've answered those questions now we can get started in determining which exercises might be best for you and the first thing to do is start with those positions so let's say you lose your balance when you You're reaching into your closet to grab your outfit for the day. Well, in that position, you're standing and you're reaching. So, an exercise that you could do would be standing with your feet a little bit wider apart, wider stance than what you're normally used to. That will make you feel a bit more stable. And then reach in one direction and then come back to the center and then the other direction back to the center maybe reach forward maybe reach up maybe reach down there's millions of ways probably not millions but there's lots of ways that we could reach in order to move our body weight it's i call this reaching outside your base of support and this exercise is actually one that's inside my online ms wellness program the missing link so if you're a missing link member go check out that video. It's called Reaching Outside Base of Support. And you can do this exercise seated or standing. And of course, you're going to be reaching far enough where you feel a little unstable, but not so far that you actually lose your balance. So this is a very functional exercise that you could practice to improve your balance in day-to-day situations. Another example might be if you feel like you lose your balance specifically when you're walking and it's specifically when you are on one leg. You're okay if both feet are on the ground, but as soon as one leg comes up to move it forward, that's when you feel unsteady. Well, then an exercise that would be really helpful is practicing standing on one leg. Now, I smile as I say that because... That is so hard to do for most of my clients. That is so challenging. So when you find an exercise like that, that's just way too hard, break it down. In order to even balance on one leg, the first thing that you need to do is to be able to shift your body weight onto that leg. So I like to have my Missing Link members do this where they are in a staggered stance position. So one foot is forward, One foot is backward and they're not tandem. So they're not one foot in front of the other. There's a space between them. And then you shift your body weight forward onto that front leg. How much body weight can you get on that front leg without the knee collapsing or buckling or hyperextending? How much body weight can you get there? Can you get 80% on that leg, 60%, 90%, whatever it is, Put as much weight as you can safely onto that leg, hold that position. And then, after about three to five seconds, you can back off and you'd pull to take your weight off of that front leg and back more into a neutral position or onto your back leg. And then do it again shift your weight forward, hold for a few seconds, and then back. Eventually, you'll get to a point where you can shift. 95, 98, 99% of your body weight onto that front leg with that leg feeling stable. And it's at that point that you can then attempt to lift your back leg up off the ground in some way, shape or form, whether that's bending your knee, lifting your leg out to the side or a bunch of other ways that you can get your leg off the ground. So that would be the progression for that. You wouldn't just say, okay, let me practice standing on one leg, but you're failing at it. You're not doing great at all. And then you're actually training your brain that when you try to stand on one leg, you should be falling out of it because every time you practice it, that's what's happening. So take it a step back, work your way up to those exercises. Again, all of these are in the missing link. So if you're feeling a little lost or you feel like you don't know where to start or you don't know how to start slowly and progress to a more advanced exercise, check out my online wellness program. I'll put a link in the show notes for anyone who doesn't know what it is or wants to check it out to see if it would be a good fit for you. And I do also have some sample exercises on my YouTube page and some sample classes. So if you're looking more for, exercise examples or classes, you can definitely check out my YouTube page. But those are kind of more sporadic. They don't go fully in depth into the entire topic. And so if you're someone who is looking more for an exact guide of just tell me what to do, when to do it, how many days to do it, and I'll do it, that's more of what the missing link is for. And it's all organized in a really easy way to understand. And there's just so many more exercises in there than what I currently offer on YouTube. The next thing that we can consider when talking about balance is core strength. The stronger our core muscles are, the better our balance is. And let me just also remind you, or if you didn't know, educate you on what our core is. Our core is the front of our muscles, so our belly muscles, our side muscles, our back muscles, and here's the kicker that most people forget, our hip muscles. Our gluteal muscles and strength in all four of those areas can significantly help improve balance and feeling more steady and stable. And so, core exercises can be easily accessible. I prefer to do all of my core exercises sitting in a chair, especially when I'm working with my missing link members. We do them all seated in a chair. We don't go down to the ground. We don't do crunches. We don't do planks. You can if you want to, sure but I like to do them seated in a chair because most of us are sitting in a chair for the majority of our day anyways. So if you have several core options to do there, you can get your core engaged multiple times throughout the day, which is also going to be great for function. And lastly, we can't forget about mobility aids. So I have several different discussions on my podcast and YouTube that I talk about mobility aids, but I just wanted to share here that. Mobility aids are a great resource as an exercise aid as well, especially if you're working on strengthening. So if you're working on strength training, strengthening your leg muscles, marching your leg, bending your leg in a standing position, but your balance is so off that The standing strengthening exercises actually feel like a balance exercise, that's not great because then you're not really getting effective strength training either. So by using a mobility aid to assist with balance during your standing strengthening exercises, that can be a really great way to Work on strengthening your muscles without having to worry about balance. Or another way that I like to implement this is to have most of my strengthening exercises at first seated. Because when you're sitting, you don't have to worry about standing balance. So we can focus on getting strength in those specific muscles without worrying about balance. And then you would do balance exercises. With or without a mobility aid. The mobility aid can be very helpful, but one note I always like to say is mobility aids should be used as minimally as possible to remain safe. Just because you have a mobility aid in front of you doesn't mean you need to put 100% of your body weight through it. It could be your fingertips only, or maybe your palms, or maybe a few fingertips. It doesn't need to be your full hand. And so I'm a huge advocate of using mobility aids to assist with exercise and, of course, mobility and walking. And it's always going to be safest to use one versus not use one when your balance is off. But just make sure you're using it in the right way and you are not using it any more than what you need in order to remain balanced and stable and safe. This way... Your brain will not develop that correlation of, in order to walk, I need this mobility aid. It's more so just there for support. And as your balance gets better, you use the mobility aid even less. I hope this discussion has been insightful for you. I hope it gives you a different way to look at balance and a few examples of exercises that you could do if you are planning to work on your balance and you want to see some improvements in that area. As I mentioned, I will include a link down in the show notes for the missing link just so you can learn about it, if it would be a good fit for you or not. And then I'll also put another link for my total core program because I did mention core strengthening. And there's lots of core exercises in there. Some are seated, some are actually on the floor. So if you do get that program, just make sure you have some floor space available, or you can actually do those floor exercises on your couch or on your bed. So you don't even have to get down to the floor. And then there's some standing core exercises as well. So I'll put the link for that in the show notes too. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I'll see you next time.